This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. Bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I'm really well. I've got some very exciting news for you. You do do every week these days. Tell me, tell me what. We got an email from one of our listeners. (gasps) It happened. Email is real guys. Email is real. We got a lovely email from Lydia. Thank you so much for reaching out. Honestly, this feels so professional. She had very lovely kind words to say about me and she said she found your voice gorgeously soothing. There's, that's, does she know? I don't think she knows that I'm Chantal and you're (laughs) Grania. Because if she said by name, Chantal's voice is gorgeously soothing and you have the lovely like dulcet tones of Southern Southern Ireland. There's no way. I know you hear me saying Southern Ireland, but you, there's no way that she was talking about me. I just don't. No one's. My voice has been called many, many things by many people. Soothing. It's never been even close to one of them. Lydia, can you write back and confirm that you find this voice soothing? I mean, I'm very touched, but... I don't think she's talking about me. <laughs> but I think this is what, what Americans Americans are famous for internationally for having a very relaxing accent. People are like, oh, I feel so much calmer. The Americans are here. <laughs> There's nothing relaxing about this voice. Are you crazy? I just don't. I don't buy it. <laughs> I know all, all around the world, an American soldier arrives. People just feel like, do you know what? Things it's all going to be, be okay. okay. <laughs> and then we also got, so what we've said uh, to our dear listeners is, you know, because we're just a little, tiny little baby podcast. So any sort of engagement, mm-hmm. especially on podcast forums, really makes a difference. So if you are on iTunes, if you want to leave us a little review in return, we will set you up with the celebrity we think is most suited to you we will it's so easy so, guys it takes like five minutes get on itunes you're probably on it already 
supporting just like support women guys this is one one way that you can support women this week of all time this week especially we need women supported and this is a way to support support women and so it was a really really good comment from delia batty so she really enjoys the podcast thank you so much thank Um, you delia guilt-free pleasure and this is something i feel very passionate about if you're a woman all anything that gives you pleasure is a radical act so don't worry about guilt what she's looking forward to she's got some good couple recommendations Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone big one for me huge oh. fan would love that when they had the signs to the paparazzi that said instead of taking photos of us give money to these charities and stuff oh they were an iconic couple iconic so, couple still so miss them now cool. R.I.P now this is very juicy Ryan Philippe and Reese Witherspoon <gasps> So no one talks about them. I've got, there's such a good one. That is such a good one. The way they were in therapy from day one of like, before they got married, they were in therapy every single week. As much as you seem excited, Gronya, I think when you got to the research portion of that episode, you might, you might find a bit of a mountain there. Great choices though. Great choices. She's got one more. This is very, again, a couple that we have forgotten as a culture Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Uh, speak for yourself, Grania. That is that is actually sacrilege that you just told me we've forgotten as a culture. First of all, I might fire you from this podcast for even saying those words out loud. I've never forgotten about Ryan and Rachel. I think about that constantly. So Delia, we know she's very kind. We know she's got excellent taste in podcasts. And excellent. she doesn't miss. When it comes to celebrity breakups, she doesn't miss. So who do you think her, who would you set her up with? So let's see, I mean, the type of guides she's chosen so far, all quite, all American, she seems to like the American boys, all, both Ryans mm. um, seem to be quite hot. I'm going to put her up with another Ryan, because I think she should be with a Ryan. What's another Ryan we can put her in? There's Ryan Reynolds, but there's something a bit lame about Ryan Reynolds, a bit embarrassing about him. What about Ryan O'Neill? I, you know, that's actually the first one I thought of, but I don't even know if he's alive. <laughs> Look at the world Ryan from O'Neil, podcast. The, Ryan O'Neill. He's the original Ryan that we all fancy, yeah. but also that was like in the seventies, which me and Gwyneth cannot get over. And I think he might not be with us anymore. <laughs> we didn't say, he's alive. He's eighty-one. So he's, Delia, that's even good for you, actually, yeah. because not long to go, and that fortune's all yours. So yeah, you get, get, to, you're you, getting, you get to meet Tatum. You get to meet Tatum. Oh, what a friendship! Great match. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome we're very happy <laughs> together. <laughs> Daily's probably looking up who is Ryan O'Neill. Speaking of never having to say you're sorry, well, sorry, not sorry. Our guest is absolutely adorable and funny and was just an absolute joy. This was such a fun episode. This is just such an incredible couple that she picked. Almost as incredible as she is. Our amazing guest, the fantastic Ala Labib. The way they were. Hi, Ala. Hello. Hi, Ola. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Before we dive into your mwah couple, um, we're quite romantic podcast. Do you, are, do you consider yourself a romantic person? Depends on the day of the week and what I'm doing and what kind of morning I've had. so are you like romantic if you're having good times or if you're having a stressful day is that when you yearn for passion more than anything else no who who, who's romantic on a stressful day are you romantic on a stressful day yeah grania is that you (laughs) is that your vibe you get so stressed out you have to just have sex is that what you do sex isn't romantic flowers get rid of the stress headache Uh, yeah like i've missed the bus oh my god right that's it come on mel i'm gonna come home get ready <laughs> yeah, exactly. To buy some chocolates. <laughs> what's romance to you? What's the most romantic thing that you've ever done or that's happened to you? Uh, oh, that's really bad. I hope my husband's <laughs> not listening. He's downstairs. I actually can't think of anything. Well, how did he propose? Was it a romantic proposal? No, it was kind of an ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your kind of romance. Yeah. Maybe that's your oh, kind of romance, Alice, forcing someone into a life with you. 
This is really weird. So basically, I think a lot of people have heard this story, but my husband's a rapper. And so <gasps> I was a fan for quite a while. So I knew oh of him in like 2013, listened to his music. Um, he was in a um, independent movie um, called Face of Goes West. And I watched that in 2014. And then in 2016, because he's originally, he's got this, he's, he's from Sudan as well. He's Sudanese, but from a different area of Sudan, but he lives in America. He's African-American. Oh. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I've been following him for years, maybe four or five years. And in 2016, I was flying to Sudan to see my family. And on his social media, I saw that he was flying to Sudan to do a, have you heard of TED Talks? We've yeah, yeah. heard of TED Talks. Come on, they're my We've religion, basically. Oh, okay. So he he was part of a TED Talks, the first TED Talks in Sudan. So I was like, oh my God, he's going to be out there. So I changed my ticket so I was there a little bit earlier so that I could catch oh him. So your idea of romance is kind of stalking? Yeah, I'd call, call it stalking rather than romance. Um, so got tickets to, um, to the show. Uh, VIP tickets and oh, met spent him. Money, guys. And yeah, I just pretended like I knew, I didn't know who he was. Um, classic, was like, classic move, classic move. Do I know you from somewhere? I can't quite, you can't quite put my finger on it. Then my little brother, he's a twat. He was like maybe eight at the time, and he was like, "Of course you know who he is. You're always looking at his pictures on Instagram." <gasps> so I thought that was the end of it, but he actually found it really, really funny, and cut a long story short one of the producers was like amongst this and we we're all chatting and stuff and the producer asked me to come to dinner with them after the show so I did and he was there um the produ- one of the producers asked for my number which I was really disappointed about but I gave it to him anyways <laughs> I was like whatever and then beggars can't be choosers then exactly beggars can't be choosers and then the next day I get a message from him my, who's now my husband saying i hope you don't mind i took your number off the guy here we go and then and then it started oh and my god that young dream began yeah the magic then happened and um so we met in august of 2016 because you know it's like the beginnings like the passionate time and then it starts to wear off and no one really gives a shit after that i didn't want that to happen so while it was still hot and you know we were like Exciting, really into yeah. each other I was like look um I don't play around I know it's only been two months but either you marry you me you out. or and he flew over to the UK in the December so August September October November December four months later and asked for my hand in marriage <gasps> Hot dogs. Six months, guys. Oh it can happen. God, I'm blo- I'm sp- just I, I just, into it. I cannot believe you said you're not a very romantic person. You can't remember. Right, and you yeah, just got like a, a rom com <laughs> storyline. <laughs> oh and my god! <laughs> it was literally how to get uh, how to get a husband in six months. Oh, four months. Four months. How to get a husband in but four we months? Oh, long ass story. But we didn't get married until December 2019. But we were engaged. Doesn't that's for... irrelevant information? It's admin. Oh, it doesn't admin matter. At that stage, admin. yeah, that's, that's paperwork. That's paperwork. <laughs> I think that's the most dramatic, romantic, high stakes. Everything was there intro we've ever had to any relationship it was a lot it was a lot yeah that was impressive it was pretty intense not gonna lie pretty intense um it took a lot of research a lot of um forensics a lot of finances a lot of um acting i need to get my acting skills on point a lot of finessing um so it was a good investment you did well yeah you're here to tell the tale it's worked it's worked still blissfully in love so it can happen, everyone. But <laughs> yeah, <Is> it... <laughs> no one can see the face all I made when I said blissfully in love. That's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners, I promise you, it was a lovely, lovely, happy, not terrified face. If Don't you worry. want something, you can just vision board it, manifest it, exactly. and it will be. So, like Chantel doesn't know your couple, doesn't do know not, your couple, no. but I've, get, I've put together a few clues. Our young lovers got together in the year of. 2006. Okay. We all remember 2006. It was the year Pluto was downgraded for a planet to a dwarf planet. Borash won our hearts and the bird flu won our lungs. 
But that wasn't the only magical thing that happened that year. Because we all went nutty over a romance that we wanted to viva forever. Okay, so it's one of the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. And we're 2K6. So are we talking... Oh, God. We went nutty. Oh, it's Mel B and um, Eddie Murphy. Yeah! Eddie Murphy, of course it is, of course it is. Well done. When you said Nutty Professor, I thought Eddie Murphy, but then I forgot about that when I got to the Spice Girls, of course. Oh, this really is applicable. You're right. This is very good. Oh, I love it. This was so scandalous. I'm really interested to see what we can and can't say when we go through this, legally speaking. Make sure that you use the word allegedly in every single sentence. <laughs> this whole, I mean, the whole, to be honest, according to him, the whole thing is allegedly in some ways. Well, well. <laughs> or will we be just as from Mel B by the end? I feel we could be just as that from Mel is, B at the end. That's going to be a big step because I'm not a massive, massive fan. So let's see how we can go on. I'm excited about this one. So, I'm excited. Ola, when we uh, asked you to be on the podcast, why was this the first couple that popped into your head? What do they mean to you, Eddie and Mel? So let's talk about Mel first. So Mel was in the Spice Girls and the Spice Girls came out in 1996, which was like my you know, you know, my prime, I would say, like when I started to get into music and stuff like that. And I grew up in Hampshire, which is like in Portsmouth, which was predominantly white. So when the Spice Girls came out and there was Mel B in it, she was the first like this super girl power, this and that. And she was the first black woman that I'd ever listened to in Britain that was like made such a big deal and you know girls started to include me because they used to pretend they were the Spice Girls and I didn't really get to you know hang out or play with certain people but all of a sudden everybody wanted to play with me because I was the only black girl they were like oh we've got a Mel B no 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 oh let's play with us today because we need a Mel B we need a Mel B so I was gonna say was your schedule just packed every lunchtime (laughs) so many groups to go to yeah you know what I mean I felt like I've I've made me feel not popular because I don't really give a shit about being popular or whatever but you know it was just like that made me fall in love with her because she created a platform for young women of color which um yeah that never happened and Eddie Murphy as I got older and I started to get into comedy Eddie Murphy is one of my favorite 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 stand-ups he's absolutely hilarious i love his movies people make fun of norbit i loved i found norbit so funny i love justice for norbit justice for norbit yeah i love (laughs) norbit i love nutty professor i love donkey and shrek I love him. I love, I like, I love all of his. I just think he's such a talented, talented actor, comedian, singer. He's just a complete and utter OG. So, look, he's the wallpaper on my phone. You, oh, that's him as cool. Axel Foley. <laughs> you are too cool. Now you ask me, oh, who is that? Who is that? And I'm like, who is that? How? Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> Shut <man>. up. <laughs> Okay, well, before we do a deep dive into their relative background, their their backgrounds before they got together, I know what you're all thinking. Okay, they're stars, but what about their star signs? Well, Edward Regan Murphy was born in April 3rd, 1961, making him an Aries. Melanie Janine Brown, 29th of May, 1975, Gemini. So, Ola, what do you think... Between Aries and Gemini, what percentage do the heavens give a match like this to work out? What do you think? Oh, God, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, I get asked this every week. I have no idea. You have to just play along. Oh, okay. <laughs> None of us have any idea. Do you think high um, chances or low chances? What do you think? 43. 43%? Oh, nice. Chantal, higher or lower? We don't really, I don't know much about these two star signs I haven't worked with you for this long. Aries and Gemini... They're a bit close. I'm going to say they're a bit too close because one's April and one's end of May. I'm going to give them like, I don't know, 38%. Well, I can tell very you. very close to Ola, I think. Ola is closer because apparently oh. when Aries and Gemini engage in sexual activities, who knows where they could end up? With Aries, which is Eddie Murphy's libido, and Gemini, Melanie's ideas, they might be a bit too creative and harshly judged by their environment. It's a good thing they both don't care that much about other people's opinions anyway. 90% match. Oh my God, this is how you know there's complete bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what I mean? (laughs) 90% match. 
Mind you, I'll be honest with you, in Grania's defense, the vast majority of her star sign connections seem to be almost entirely about the sex life. So maybe it just means you have maybe they just had great sex and that was it. So that was fine. Well, so. they did she did describe their sex life like she said it's not sex, it's poetry. It's poetry. Yeah, she got very meaningful. We'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. Oh, we'll get to that. Was <laughs> it an, an epic poem or a limerick? Let's find out. Oh, <laughs> good one, Grania. Good one. <laughs> Um, so Eddie first so Eddie he had quite sort of a rocky start to his life he says my mother and father broke up when I was three and then he died so his dad died when he was eight he was the victim he says of the Murphy charm basically a woman stabbed his father to death what did he do? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so it was apparently one of those crimes of passion if I can't have you no one else will Oh, so I never had this. So I think that's going to impact his view on relationships. Somewhat, yeah, I'd say so. It might have a slight impact, yeah. You might think a certain way about women, sure. So, um, Not to mess with them. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you would think, and yet here we are. <laughs> so just bear in mind, little Eddie Murphy, his dad is stabbed to death by his on-off girlfriend. Then his mother, when his mother became ill, H-Old Murphy and his older uh, brother had lived in foster care for a while. Murphy said it was his time in foster foster care that really influenced his sense of humour. Later, he and his brother were raised by his mother and his stepfather, a foreman at an ice cream plant. So obviously, bit of a rookie start, but then obviously he became like really successful very early on. So we have to think of him from like, boyfriend material uh, some of the early people he was linked with apparently he had a sort of a quiet romance with Whitney Houston for a while no yeah can you imagine no. that beauty that beauty somebody said I watched them once at a party Eddie came in cameras were flashing and they just looked at each other and talked and laughed like they're the only two people in the room Maybe they just got along really well. Everyone's got to make it so sexual. Maybe they just got along. Yeah. Maybe it was, maybe maybe it was like a Hollywood party and they were the only two black folk in there. So they're like, oh my God, thank God you're here. And they just yeah. like spoke to each other because everyone's a bunch of white squares. <laughs> so I like that. I like that. I like that theory. Murphy then had two sons in quick succession around at the end of the 80s. His son Eric mm-hmm. was born in 89 with his then-girlfriend Paulette McNeely. And then Christian was born in 1990 with his then-girlfriend Tomorrow Hood. So maybe wow, he didn't learn enough lessons from what happened to his dad. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. So he had two, two different kids in quick succession. Then he began a long-time romantic relationship with Nicole Mitchell after meeting her in 1988. They got my. I love this detail. This is so 80s glamour. They got married at the Grand Ballroom of the Plaza Hotel in 1993. Oof, I bet that, that was is, a gorgeous wedding. That's very 90s. Oh. I like that he met her in 88, had two kids, two different women, then married her two years later <laughs> in 91. <laughs> so Murphy and Mitchell had five children together before sure filing zero. for divorce in 2006 oh okay so it's so literally mel got in there yes so remember at this stage he's had seven kids so she really is following the all the rules if he's single and you can meet him there's some things you can say no matter what the situation and and just take your chance yours. Take, take your chance, chance. <gasps> shoot your you shot mi- you you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take so she had to get in there Okay, so across the Atlantic, we're heading back to the United Kingdom and checking in with little Mel B. She basically, she grew up in, I think it's, is it Leeds? Yeah, Leeds, yeah. So her dad, she had kind of a rocky relationship with her dad. Apparently he was like quite distant and he was really, really hard to please. So put put a pin on that. That relationship will come back. Uh, She always felt like nothing she did was good enough for him. And when she became really successful with the Spice Girls, one of the first things she did was buy her mom and dad a house and they basically split up like a month later. Oh, God. So tricky. She and her mom were close, right? I remember her mom from the Mama I Love You video. They were close, Yeah, right? so she was sort of closer to, to her mom, but her dad, sort of this figure that she always felt that she was trying to impress. 
So one of our first relationships was with an Icelandic businessman, Fajorner Tormerson. <laughs> there goes all our Scandinavian listeners, they're gone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And then she began a relationship with Dutch dancer Jimmy Gulzer on the Spice World I Tour. They became that's that. the one I remember. Yeah. They got engaged in 1998 and then she became pregnant quite soon afterwards. And apparently it was like basically all the girls and the Spice Girls was getting married around that time. And she was a little bit like, mm, I should get married. So it was a bit rushed. Yeah, I remember it felt quite rushed as well in the pregnancy too. And then they filed for divorce in 2000. And then I can't believe this is the first time we've mentioned him. He's such a moment for me. From 2000 to 2002, Mel was in a relationship with Max Beasley. Oh, he was a moment, yeah. Who's Do you Max remember Beasley? Him? Oh, he was such a, he was a stalwart of the early 2000s celebrity culture in this country. Well, what, what, Definitely. What, was his, what was his job? What did he do? Was he an actor? In- he was an actor. He was like friends with, I think he was like friends with Robbie Williams. Was he friends with Robbie Williams? Right. I'm Googling this because I feel like I need to know who this oh, Max Beasley is. You'll see he his like, face. He wasn't. I don't think he was good looking. Like he wasn't a vibe for me, but he seemed to do really well with a certain type of famous mm-hmm. British lady in London. He was in. He got around. He was in 2001's Oh no, Glitter with Mariah yeah. Carey. He was in Glitter. So you know what? That should be on his headstone when he get, when he finally passes on. What, I was in Glitter. Screw all. What of do you. you think, Ola? Do you think he was good enough for Mel? <laughs> I don't get it I forgot they were together for two years though I don't get it he was like like he walked so Cal and Bess could run he was sort of that ilk he was just kind of one of those guys that all all the women just kind of passed around for a bit and then I don't know what happened to him you know what I don't want to know I I I want to leave I've never seen anyone look so young yet look so old Yeah, he's very old baby. Yeah, he's very old baby. Anyways, go on. So she's with Max Beasley. Until 2002. Then from 2002 to 2006, she's in a relationship with a film producer called Christine Crocus. So apparently she's very like, oh, she was like, yeah, I've dated men. I've dated women. It's no big deal. It's something I've never hid. It's something that I'm ashamed of. It's just like, blah, blah, my life. She said, it wasn't experimentation. I fell in love with a woman for five years. An experiment doesn't last five years. People call me lesbian, bisexual or heterosexual, but I know who's in my bed and that's it. I have a huge libido and a great sex life. She does say that a lot. She does like to say that. Yeah, she does go on about that a little bit too much. You know, like (laughs) guys who talk about how big their penis is, but it necessarily isn't. Yeah, she did. um, The lady did doth protest too much towards, especially towards the end of her last marriage, which I'm sure we'll Mm. briefly touch upon later without getting too into it because it's not that nice. But yeah, I remember towards that she was a bit like, we do it all the time. We shagged on the way here. We don't. Why would you go on about that? Like, yeah, what are I don't you insecure you... about that you've got to talk yeah, about that? Well, well, now we have some idea what, but I was like, I don't, but she's, oh, she's always had this kind of, I love sex and I'm like, oh, shut up, Mel, just go ahead yeah, with no it. no one cares, just go leave do us, it. Leave us out of it. Why are you going to go on about it so much? I cannot. I'm... It's weird. I'm with you all. I don't, I don't, the more you tell me, the more I'm like, you didn't have sex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you like, definitely you didn't. Like, you definitely didn't for a long time. <laughs> when anybody talks about their sex life, I'm always just horrible. I just don't, I just, I, I just make oh me- there's that as well I don't want to hear about it as well three words tap Any- me out yes <laughs> so anyway she's bragging on about how much okay she's so she breaks up so 2006 Mel B is in LA she's single she's Meanwhile, out of a long term relationship recently single also Mr. recently Murphy's single Eddie Murphy is also in LA he is also single just out of a long term relationship worlds are about to collide Mm. so what happens is his people contact her saying eddie really wants to meet you but thing about eddie murphy is when you're that famous you can't just go down to like wagamama's and go for you know a curry and a a pint basically everybody has to come to him so they were like yeah eddie wants to meet you so they she they were like when are you free friday okay Eddie's having a dinner party at his house on Friday. Would you like to come? So apparently that's how he met everybody. He would have these huge big parties at his house. 
Oh, you've turned to the party on your own, even though he's invited you. We've talked to all the other people. Oh, I didn't hear this. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, I thought yeah. they were. I'm sorry. If you want to oh, go on okay. a date with me, go on a date with me. Don't invite me to a fucking dinner party. And I'm, I'm at one end of the table, you're at the other, and I'm like waving at you. Screw that. That's so like full of himself as well. Take me out, mate. You have the money. Jesus. Anyway, it's sorry. Very I'm already justice from hell. <laughs> it's not, I imagine her like approaching the castle and like yeah. knocking on the door and being invited in. But was this after they met though? Because I was under the impression that they were at the same event and their eyes locked and she was like, it was like electricity. No. Like she made it out to be like, they just happened to be at the same place at the same time. Mm. He Ooh. invited her. So he saw her. Obviously he's single now. And we'll get to this. Maybe you're on the hunt for a new wife. It's like, I want to meet Mel B. So how does somebody as famous as Eddie Murphy do it? They go, bring her to my house. I'll have a party. Oh, I, wow. I, I didn't read it like that. So, so he just saw a picture of her and was like, I want to meet her. Yeah, basically. Well, that's, yeah, that's like how it works back home. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the donkey in Shrek, you can make things like that happen. I'd date the donkey in Shrek. I'm not going to allow it. So Murphy was 45 with seven children at the time. Mel, one baby, 32. She goes to his house for this big dinner party. Loads of people are there. She bumps into him in the kitchen. This is how she describes it. Why is she in the Love... kitchen? What are they doing in the kitchen She bumps into the kitchen. Love at first sight. It was as if a 2,000 volt electric current had passed between us. I felt a hundred different emotions all at once. From confused, to elated, to happy, to scared, to relaxed, to incredulous, and everything in between. I felt like I'd known this man all my life and that I was staring at my destiny in his face. I think, once again, More we like heard the off. dollar signs in yeah, his face. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think we have her once again, Doth, protesting too much. Like, calm down. The electricity you felt was probably the invisible electrical fence you had to pass through to get to his kitchen. Why the hell were you yeah, in his kitchen? Exactly. You're the guest of the party. You stay in the room. <laughs> what were you doing coming into the kitchen? Do you know what I'm saying? The gall, the audacity. I would never. <laughs> so apparently she's so overwhelmed by this sort of like crazy kismet that she's mm. experienced. She panics and runs to the toilet. It's too scary, even for Scary Spice. She comes out. Who's waiting for her outside Eddie. the toilet? Eddie. Eddie. And his lawyer with an NDA. Hey! <laughs> she said that it was too intense. The attraction was too much. So she's panicking. She's like overwhelmed with the chemistry of beating oh Eddie Murphy. God. So she says, oh, I have to go. I've suddenly realised I'm meeting my friends at this Mandarin hotel. I'm going to have to go. So she panics, flees. She runs like Cinderella into the night. So she goes home. She's like, oh my God, that was mental. Gets into bed, takes her makeup off. Then she gets a text from one of Eddie Murphy's friends saying, "Uh, where are you? We've moved the whole party to the Mandarin hotel. Shut up. To get here. Oh, what? This doesn't sound true. (laughs) Did Mel tell the story? If Mel told the story, I don't believe this. (laughs) I definitely don't believe it. Go on. What I'll say is a lot of this... So um, Eddie is quite a private person with one exception, which we'll get to. He does not discuss his private life. So all of this is very much from the... The perspective of Mel B. So yeah, that that makes sense. So with a pinch of salt, actually, we shall go on. A pinch of spice. <laughs> yes, a pinch of spice. Hey, right. <laughs> so she panics. She puts her makeup back on. She gets her outfit back on. She heads to the hotel. There's the big party is there. Eddie Murphy is sat there at the table, and there's an empty seat beside Eddie Murphy waiting for <laughs> her. So the next day, he gets she gets a message from him. And basically, he was like, right, look, I want to date you. But the way I date is different to people who aren't as famous as I am. Right. Like I said, he can't just go to the cinema. This I so, believe. So how would you feel about, instead of us going on date, you just coming to my house basically all the time for like the next week and seeing how we get on? 
yeah, but you know, that means I'll, I'll totally hide that I'm seeing you from the public. That sounds real. That sounds that, 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 that's believable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's believable. I don't, there's no way of ever proving this happens. Come on over. That sounds more realistic now. <laughs> and now we're on hit real ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come to my house in a black tinted window car. <laughs> thing about, uh, what I, okay, I will say Mel B's defense. Right? Obviously, Eddie Murphy is a lot more famous than Mel B, but she's not nobody. Like, she's a Spice Girl. That is an iconic person. And she's gorgeous. She's like in her early 30s. She's looking fabulous. So she's not like, like she's a catch too. Yeah. In 2006. So it's not like, I, I, guess. I can yeah. see like him wooing her. Because she was, she and she still is a very beautiful, very, you know, charming, likable, interesting person. So, you know, he's, she's not chopped liver. She's not chopped liver. She's not chopped liver. He's still hiding her for a week. So anyways, go <laughs> So apparently the whole thing about Eddie is everything is in the house. Like, so he's basically agoraphobic. So his kids, all seven Seven? of them, homeschooled. (laughs) He basically never leaves his house. And apparently what they used to do was they used to just stay in all day and watch like old films that Eddie Murphy really liked. Apparently his house was pristine and opulent. There was a glass roof that opened at the push of a button, there was a jacuzzi that Eddie Murphy had never even used and Mel convinced him to use the jacuzzi, which he says was enormous, and they got into the jacuzzi without swimsuits. Ooh, that sounds like Mel B. Yeah, she'd been to that. <laughs> so it was this, like, crazy, intense, like, they're living in this, like, a magical kingdom. They'd have all these amazing parties where, like, Stevie Wonder and Denzel Washington would call around. Everything was catered. It was fabulous, but it was very much Mel can't leave. It sounded like the plot to Pretty Woman, basically. It this is, is basically, this is basically but this is very, this is very Pretty Woman. <laughs> Come so, stay with me for a week. I'll pay for everything. <laughs> Stay with me, though. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going anywhere. Just don't kiss me on the lips. <laughs> don't kiss me on the lips. <laughs> so this is very much, they don't have a lot of time together. Spoiler alert. So this is very much them at this, the most magical part of their relationship. So, Ola, I want you, if you can, imagine we've got a little time machine and you get a phone call from Mel B. She's like, oh, all right, I'm Mel B. <laughs> Do you know where she's from, Grania? I know, I'm trying what to What was see. that? It's Mel B, not Vicky Pollard. <laughs> it's not Eliza Doolin. All right, mate. What are you oh, Mel B, Remember, she'd be like, hello. She'd be like that. Wouldn't she say hello? Hello. Yeah, she would be, hello. I don't it's know. Mel- I'm Mel B. Oh, wait, okay, oh, that's not any better. <laughs> that's not any better. <laughs> it's Mel B. Do you want to come round me and... No, it's not... She John I don't Lennon. Know you sound like... What's his name? What's his name? You sound like that guy off... Um... Oh, what is it? Um... No, no likey, no lighty, whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> yeah, you sound like Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> Ew, do you want to come round me and Eddie's? Basically, Love. imagine that Melby's asking you to come out with her and Eddie. Do you want to come to Eddie's? I was going to say, I need a translator. I have absolutely no idea what she's saying. Would you, what would you imagine? And it's, it's the height of their fame, the height of their romance. What do you think a night in, I guess we would say, what mm. Mel and Eddie would be like? Can you imagine? You get the, So you ring at the doorbell, what it would be like? I think she'll be like, oh my God, 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 for about half an hour. Yeah. Because she still hasn't processed that she's with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I think as soon as she comes in, she'll be like, oh my God, it's Eddie. Oh my God, it's Eddie. Oh my God. And as soon as she sees Eddie, she's like acting all cool. Like, you okay, Eddie? Yeah, um, this is just um, Ola. So uh, we're just going to chill for a bit. So can you give us some space, please? She's going to act all... And as soon as he leaves, she'll be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I think I think she... I think when she says she loved him, I Obviously, she must have loved him. Who doesn't? But she also loved the idea the of being idea. with him. And I think that's what really would shine through. Do you think she'd show you the kitchen? You think she'd be like, by the way, Ola, come see this kitchen. You're not going to believe it. I'll be like, what kind of misogynist are you dating? <laughs> Out of all the rooms in the house, you want to show me the kitchen? The kitchen. I wouldn't even oh, want yes. her to impress me. I'd be focusing on impressing Eddie. That would be my opportunity. And oh. I would snatch him off her hand so quickly. Arr! Oh, wow. Okay, that's a new one. So your night with him be you stealing her man. 
unfair. Yeah, when ha- do you know what? There is no girl code when it comes to certain people, and Eddie Murphy is one of them. There we go. Okay. Well, let's. There's few tidbits on because I think a few of my friends, you know, who are married to people or with people who are a lot older, they tend to be just like very sort of pleasant but very hovery. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're kind hovery? of like. <laughs> yeah. Just like they pop their head in. Oh, hello. Yeah, polite talk. You can see like the panic in their eyes. They don't engage really. Bye bye. Have some fun. So this is what it was like for Mel to be with Eddie Murphy. So apparently she she was very much like, I want my freedom. I want my independence. I'm a spice girl. Nobody controls me. So she one day she wanted a coffee and he was like, oh, but we can just get people to bring the coffee to our house. Mm -hmm. And she went, no, I want to go and get my own coffee. So she insists on him driving her to a local coffee shop. Then she convinces him to go in with her to queue for his own coffee. So you can imagine like how long it's been since he's done anything relating to this. So she's queuing for coffee with Eddie Murphy. And apparently he looked up and he saw, you know, all the different types of coffee and sizes and different types. And what does Eddie Murphy launch into? A whole routine on Vente. What is this? All these different types. He basically starts riffing on how confusing coffee sizes are and how basically like the most root one stand up every yeah, single dad has ever done. And 2006 was a bit hackable to say the least. <laughs> What's all this Wendy Grande stuff about? <laughs> Come on, Eddie. <laughs> so apparently he launches into this whole routine, finds it hilarious oh, no. and bemusing that he's the first person to have noticed this. Oh, and then people God. in the queue are like, oh my God, that's Eddie Murphy. And now he loves, he's suddenly got all this attention. He's like, oh, I actually really, and apparently he loved it. He was like, oh my God, I love going for coffee. This is fantastic. And they got into the car and he was like, oh, I love going for coffee. And what Mel B said afterwards, what really annoys her is now it's sort of like, it's sort of famous that Eddie Murphy goes to this particular coffee shop and oh, he's really? been there with like with, with other girlfriends and she's like, I told him to go there. That was oh, my idea. We've all been there, Mel. Oh, for goodness sake. And so what? If I went on a date with Tenandos, does that mean I'm not allowed to go to Nando's with anybody else. Wait, it doesn't? I haven't been to one in like 10 years because of one ex. <laughs> Am I allowed to go again? I'm joking. <laughs> Did you go to Nando's with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yeah. How do you know? This is a very difficult podcast for me. <laughs> so things moved very quickly for these two. So they're only together a few months at this date. They get tattoos <gasps> of each other's names. I didn't on know their extra. They, got, they tattoo. got tattoos where? They got matching tattoos. So they got their own no. like signature, like each other's signature tattooed, I think, on their leg. Eddie wanted Mel to move officially into his mansion. They apparently didn't consummate their relationship till quite, till six weeks after they first met. Wow. Okay. Unlike Mel, she would tell you whenever she did it, she'd tell you. <laughs> so that's unusual for her. We were both completely besotted with each other. It was like poetry. Every touch, every kiss, every sense out of this world. (laughs) I need to meet Eddie Murphy. Forget all the reasons I wanted to meet him before. I now need to meet him just to find out his perspective of this relationship. I'm dying to know what he, how he would tell his story. Like how much of this you he ask would him, agree like, with. is it true you met him? Is it true you dated Mel B? And he'll be like, who's Mel B? Yeah, exactly. He'd be like, which who who what? <laughs> I really what? want to know what Eddie Murphy <laughs> thinks of all this. <laughs> She said that she wanted to get away for a weekend and he flew them both to Mexico via a private jet and it was there that they became pregnant. She said she took the test in a bathroom at his house when they got back. They jumped around. She said we jumped around his ensuite bathroom laughing and crying, bursting with the best news ever. I bet she was laughing and he was crying. (laughs) I bet she was laughing and he was crying. (laughs) Why does she have to be specific en suite in his bedroom? Like, right. what? We already know he's rich. We you know he's rich. In our face that he's got an en suite bathroom. You took a private jet, babes. We know. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Just, so, Mel, shh. Just, shh. So, I don't know why she's annoying me so much. 
Yeah, you went. You were such a big fan to start with. How amazing she was, and a big deal for your childhood. You've really got off the front part with Mel. <laughs> Like the effect of Eddie Murphy anymore. on this has really affected you. You really can't be into Mel B anymore. <laughs> no, I can't. trying really hard to bet justice for Mel and you're not having it. I'm really intrigued to see how this goes. None of it. Justice for Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so because they were, so, you know, she was pregnant. They're so like in love with each other. Eddie flew Mel B's dad Remember him from earlier? Okay. Emotionally unavailable, very judgmental. He flew her dad over to his house in LA so he can officially ask for Mel B's hand in marriage. How Mm. long has it been now? I mean, together two months? They're only together for nine months altogether. Okay. They packed a lot in. They packed a lot in. But she said this was really interesting because it was only when she saw Eddie and her dad together that she realized not only had both physically they looked the same, but had both how similar their personalities were. She said it was like looking at them, it was like my dad and my dad's brother. Oh, she had a breakthrough. This is an epiphany moment. I mean, it didn't cause her to do anything about it oh right so not a breakthrough then (laughs) she just saw that oh well isn't that funny cute and didn't think what that might mean (laughs) okay at the time it didn't raise any flags maybe only in hindsight she was like but okay (laughs) yeah so she is struggling with the the parent balance in the relationship it's all moving really fast they have this ring designed by cartier and now she's pregnant as well she's pregnant they were supposed to get married at christmas but then mel was like i don't want to get married while i'm pregnant so uh we're going to postpone the wedding so she felt trapped in his massive house so she comes up with what she thinks is a genius solution to the problem they live in LA. She owns a house in LA. Eddie also owns a house in LA. So she thinks the genius solution is that they should buy a third house in LA that's jointly owned by them. And then they commute back to their respective houses. Okay. Which is a, a bit of like a, like a Woody Allen and what's her name across the park type thing where they have two separate houses they go to and then they come back together to the house in the middle. Like, like Tim Burton and Helena Bottom Carter who share two houses. But it just shows you how ridiculous the idea was that even Eddie Murphy was like, apparently, that is absolutely nuts. Yeah, just move into one house. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, move into one house. I just don't get it. Yeah, like a couple owning three houses in one city. But the the way she wanted to commute to go back to hers says something there. Though, especially having be well pregnant with a, with a newborn. Well, things are about to escalate even further. So she's stressed about the relationship, about whether it's going to work. And somebody says, you know, maybe you just need a break from Eddie for a little bit. You need to go clear your head. Don't speak to him for a bit. And then maybe that will solve all your problems. So... <laughs> She I'm not sure that like, advice works if you're pregnant with their child. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I, think I think if you're growing their spawn, you can't be like, who knows if I'll come back? He has no idea. Oh my God. I don't think, I think it's a bit too late then. So Mel thinks it's a brilliant idea to, without oh telling God, Eddie, Mel. get on a plane back to England to spend time with her family. Okay. <laughs> So, and bear in mind, we're talking about Eddie Murphy. He's probably not used to people vanishing Mm. or doing things without telling him. So she goes to Leeds to spend time with her family. He apparently rings her constantly. He figures out her mother's number by ringing all the UK numbers he rang from the house. She rang from the house. He begs her mother to talk to Mel about coming back. She hangs around with her friends. She goes shopping. She makes it sound like it's just a couple of days pass. Then she wakes up. She's like, oh my God, I was being an idiot. We're definitely going to make it work. I love Eddie. Everything's going to be fine. She gets on a plane back to LA. And while she's on the plane, he's on a red carpet telling a Dutch reporter. When the Dutch reporter asks, oh, we hear you and Mel are having a baby. He says the famous quote, we're not together anymore and I don't know whose child that is until uh-huh. it comes out and has a blood test. You shouldn't jump to conclusions, sir. Oh, mm-hmm. Eddie. Mm-hmm. That was naughty, to be honest. That was, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. She lands at the airport. This is the first she hears of it. The last she heard from Eddie was him 
begging her mother to get her mother to talk her into coming home. She lands in the airport. It's like paparazzi. Everything's gone nuts. She goes to a hotel. She basically tries to get in touch with Eddie to figure out what the hell is going on. She rings Eddie. She rings Eddie. She can't get through to Eddie. Eddie's gone. She just rings Eddie and his, his people are like, yeah, we've passed your message on. We've passed your message on. And, that's and that basically is basically the end of, that. the end of their relationship. Little words of the wise, if, I mean, a phone call, always cheaper than a flight. She should have tried to phone him from England, could have saved herself a lot of trouble. So what do you think, Ola, what do you think happened? How did everything fall apart so quickly? No, I think, oh, there's definitely some underlying thing that we don't know about, but I don't believe it would just go like that. Even if your partner accuses you of something like that, yet it is so distressing and so upsetting. But... You know, how strong or how weak must they have been to allow a factor like that to completely end their marriage and their relationship? Nah, that's not enough for that to happen. Nah. I think maybe he was just sick of her boasting about how much sex they were having. That's enough to break up with her about it. To be I would honest, be. Isn't it? I feel like this was a really big relationship for Mel. And I don't know, I can imagine Ed, Eddie, like letting her feel that way deliberately. And kind of showering her with, you know, his idea of romance, which would involve a lot of money, his charisma and everything. And yeah, getting her in this kind of whirlwind. And I mean, I presume the engagement did happen, I guess, which is a thing there for. So it's not not so he's like, you know, completely guilt free here by any stretch. But I think for him, it just wasn't that big of a deal. And I think he just kind of thought, oh, I think he's got bored of her. And then so also, I she's... 100% agree with you. I don't think it was such a big deal for him. Yeah. It must have been a big deal for her. Come on. It would be. Like... Of course it would be. But I think once she became pregnant, not to put too fine a point on it, but I don't think she was offering him perhaps things that he had liked about her in the first place, to put it politely. So I think their relationship changed from what maybe he wanted from it, from what it was becoming, which was not this kind of fun, sexy fling. It was becoming mommy and daddy, which is what he signed up for. Yeah. And I think he was a bit like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, actually. And then she was obviously Mm -hmm. distraught and heartbroken is now, I feel sorry for her. I do feel sorry for Mel. I think he kind of took her for a spin and then got bored and kicked her out of the car. What a car. What What a car. I think it's, I think he's so rich. He's so unbelievably famous. I think people like that, like women in their lives who are very stress-free and maybe not many opinions. And I think maybe she was, because she was quite famous in her own right. Yeah, she's not stress-free. Yeah, I think he wanted somebody who'd give him an easier life, I think. So there's another strange thing. Another strange th- thing happened. So she gave birth to Angel Iris Murphy Brown, mm-hmm. who was biologically proven to be the daughter of Eddie Murphy on Eddie Murphy's birthday. Oh, wow. Well done, Mel. When you're in tune with your body, you can do things like that. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, meanwhile, very, very quickly moves on. And within the next year, he is engaged to Tracy Edmonds, former wife yeah. of Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. They get married in January 2008. And then the marriage is annulled two weeks later. There's something wrong with Eddie. Eddie's <laughs> a bit of a mess. Not, Eddie's not great with women. Then in 2016, he has a daughter with Australian model Paige Butcher. And then they get married in 2018. Meanwhile, Mel started going out with Stephen Belafonte really Ugh. soon after she had Angel. Yeah. Like she really, 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 really was soon. soon after. Yeah. So they started dating in 2007. So she just basically given birth. Then they got married super quickly. They got married in June, and uh, she had her third baby, Phoenix. Uh, isn't it? Phoenix, red flag, red flag. In 2011, then they separated in 2016, and it was. Let's just say it was not a good time. The relationship was was not a good time. No, it was bad. In a recent interview, this is how she described Eddie: "We had something special that I've never truly felt with anybody else. He is the love of my life. Oh my! Always will be. God." He showed me what true love feels like. And for that, I have the utmost admiration and respect for him. Wow. Stop being a beg. He's not going to take you back. (laughs) Have some self-respect, woman. He doesn't want her back. I don't think she wants him. Maybe she's trying to be nice about her 
child's father? I don't think so. I think she actually believes it was love of her life. Maybe he, I can imagine him being quite a dazzling guy to be with mm. for nine months. Yeah. I can imagine feeling like, oh my God, that was so incredible. And like you were in this kind of whirlwind, like a yeah. tornado. You got you to meet Stevie out Wonder. Of it. And then, yeah. Yeah, you got to meet Stevie Wonder for God. God knows who else she met at all those parties. It must have been quite like dazzling. I mean, she met a lot of folks as in the Spice Girls. But still, yeah, it must have been quite like a dazzling nine months. Like, But love of my life, that's... It's a hell of a statement. So, it's Eddie Murphy, though. Yeah, but it is Eddie Murphy, yeah. Ola, it's time for the big question that we pose every guest. And it's a binary choice, I'm afraid. With every couple, there is a winner and there is a loser. With every breakup, somebody does well, somebody you still worry about a little bit. So in the great breakup of Eddie Murphy and Mel B, brackets, scary spice, close brackets, who thrived and who simply survived? So Eddie Murphy is the winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. And Mel B is the one trying to survive because allegedly she's asking for more child support as well. Mm-hmm. She said COVID made her fine. Okay, can I just, I, know, I don't want to go off topic, but I read this the other day and I'm really really struggling like Mm. what the hell are you doing with that money she she said she's financially um financially she can't survive she's like well so what i will say is so her last husband rinsed her financially really really financially yeah oh yeah Mm. What, as in like that's the cost of the divorce was really expensive he was her manager as well I thought he was a TV producer. Well, I mean, he <laughs> well, was a he was a bad. He wasn't. He wasn't. He there's a reason he why he Eddie Murphy <laughs> is the love of her life. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, really to, I, I, I think was. before I say anything, I think it's I I need to yeah. read because I don't I don't think I'd be fair if I'm saying all of this and her previous partner was actually an act, complete and utter scumbag who's yeah. raised her. Then that's not cool. I'll have a read into what happened. I have a read. But well, it's not going to be a fun a bit, read. But yeah, <laughs> think about Scary Spice. So she mightn't be Eddie Murphy. She mightn't have thrived. But I think, considering everything that you went through, like with a lot of people, there's dignity in surviving, and definitely <laughs> dignity is. in Melby surviving. <laughs> Whether she did the Spice Girls tour was, I was surprised and impressed. I'm not going to lie. I instantly tried to buy tickets for that, Did and I didn't get it. I didn't get the tickets. I was a disgustingly obsessive Spice Girl fan. I loved the Spice Girls. Like, it was mad how much I loved them. Like I said, it was the f- Mel B was the first person you were the prime that people would relate market. me to. Oh, yeah. And I loved her for that. And, um, yeah. Oh, I'm curious now. I'll have a read as soon as this is... Um... Have a read stuff. Um, so it's time for our final question. And what I'll say is, so Chantal will post this question. What we'll say, all I guess, just your body will give you the answer. And you have to trust your body. When it comes to you, it'll just pop in your head. You just have to go with your gut. Go with your gut. That's always the best one. Okay, so Ola, there's a, um, someone we're, we're very big fans about this podcast who is unbelievably single. Um, and we'd like to ask our guests if they could think of anyone that could rise up to her level and be with her. And it's any gender you want. You don't think that it matters if the people are with someone or not. Doesn't matter. They will step aside because we're asking for you to help us find someone to be with the one, the only, Cher. As in the singer? Is there any other? I haven't spoken to Count Dracula in quite a while, but I'll see if he's um, <laughs> still available. Um, Count I Dracula. A sim- I think they're I mean, Gronia, you said go with your gut. Same- yeah. Count Dracula. I mean, in terms of how long they both shall live, that probably stands up, actually. <laughs> I mean, they've yeah, around they, as long. And they both look as young as they ever did, and they're probably a similar <laughs> age, and they exactly. definitely shop at the same bargain by so why not Kent Dracula like he's got his own wealth he's got his own castle he's got nighttime castle. person yeah nighttime person she's a nighttime person I'd say he's not even the first non-human we've had either so this is this is fine this is fine okay, it's a good let's one let's do that yeah. I'm like, no, you said go with your gut. That was your gut. Yeah, was yeah, yeah it's perfect. I Absolutely like it. Perfect. Imagine she'd have a whole album of organ music. Oh. 
great. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Can you believe that? Exactly. And he, dun, dun, dun. do you a believe vampire. in life after blood? Yeah, a life after blood. <laughs> A love after life. That's right. Oh, there's so yes. much there. Yes, oh, I like that one. There's <laughs> so much there. I like it. I like this, it. This girl's been coming out with puns like no tomorrow today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm there for. Spice Girl lyrics and vampire puns. No <laughs> share song it. puns, really. <laughs> share song puns, I yeah. I love it. You can do either. Um, that's a great one. Thank you yeah. so much for that thank one. You so and thank much. you so much for being with us today as well. Oh, it's, it's been great so time. fun. Oh, Where can our, I'm going to um, go do more research after this now. You should. Where can our listeners find more of you? Oh, um, you can find me on the Ola Libib on all platforms. Oh, I love that. Love that's it. so. That's the most sophisticated way anybody said it, just on all platforms. On all platforms, yeah. On all platforms. Well done. I like that. That are available. Well, thank you so much. We had a great time. And go do your research. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I really hope you and your rapper husband are never a couple on our podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, bloody hell. Hope not. That would be kept very quiet. (laughs) But if you are, it would mean that your career really went through the roof. So there is pluses and minuses. We'll be on your side. We'll we'll promise you. you. You'll be the thriver. You'll be the thriver. Yeah, thrive. Oh, definitely. definitely. And to be honest, if anything went wrong now, I don't think anyone would really give a shit (laughs) The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman We want to hear your celebrity couple crush so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening Until the next time Goodbye. Goodbye. The The way way they they were. were.